Welcome back to 5D Full Disclosure, and this is Aurora, and we're going to complete our astrological archetypes with Chiron. <laughs> so Chiron is kind of the last big archetypal energy in the uh, blueprint, the, the astrological chart. And we saved Chiron for last because he's, he's a very subconscious archetype, right? So the idea of Chiron is in his mythology, he is known as the wounded healer. Okay, so in the mythology and the story of Chiron, he was basically this healer who ended up wounding himself and was unable to heal himself. So it's kind of the irony of that, you know, sometimes we are able to help others and not able to help ourselves. And this is kind of the biggest irony around Chiron. And if you look at your Chiron placement, so the archetype and the house that it's in, this is an area where you naturally are really good at helping others heal. Okay, and this doesn't mean that you have to identify as a healer, right? You don't have to be a practicing healer. We all have the ability to heal, right? Whether that is you are really good at listening to others, providing a space for them to express and share. This could be you help others heal through sometimes maybe giving them some tough love, right? And telling them what they need to hear and not what they want to hear. This could be you help others heal through joy, right? You just bring joy to others. This could be that you uh, are an artist and you help others heal by your artistry. This could be that you help others identify their problem areas and help work through it. Like everybody has a gift of healing. No matter whether you identify as a healer, whether you are in the spiritual, you know, uh, job sector, or it doesn't have to be any of that. But Chiron is where we have a wound that is really raw and really sensitive. Chiron is a soul wound. So this is often carried through many, many lifetimes, right? We all understand the idea that we've lived more than one lifetime and there tends to be a theme throughout every life where we were wounded in some way, right? And there's many reasons for this of why our souls kind of carry the, the, the same theme through many lifetimes of wounding because ultimately the medicine is in the wound, right? And when our soul incarnates, we usually, you know, every lifetime is different, right? Because we want to gain different experiences. We want to gain um, different lessons. Uh, we want to try different things when we incarnate, but there's always a purpose to each incarnation. And you will see a theme, right? If we were able to view all of our lives in one span, you would see themes. You would see a similar archetype in every life because your soul carries a blueprint, it carries a certain archetype. So that's going to show up in every life, no matter what 
race, religion, culture, role that you played, you're going to see a similar archetype being carried through that. And due to that, there's also going to be similar wounds because there is something that we have a gift of healing, okay? And so what Chiron shows us is that this is the area that we have a gift for healing because of our innate blueprint, because of our innate archetype, um, and because of our innate gifts and talents and skills. So what happens is a little bit similar to, to Saturn and Pluto in the sense that Saturn shows us the tests, the initiations, the challenges that our soul is agreeing to take on to master something, right? And that's usually because we have this innate talent, this innate gift in order to be able to master something, to overcome a particular challenge or to overcome a particular lesson that is going to then help humanity, right? We're all taking on our own piece of this ascension process. So we have a talent for overcoming a particular challenge, which is going to be the Saturn. Pluto, we are taking on a level of transformation that is very generational, that is very collective to our soul group. And again, we have a particular blueprint that enables us, allows us to do that sort of work. And so Chiron is very, very similar where we allow ourselves to take on a certain wound all of humanity shares in the same wounds. They're all the same, okay? Um, I don't think there's an exhaustive list, but we know that there are particular wounds, right? There's like the wound of abandonment. There's the wound of shame. There's the wound of persecution. There's a wound of loss. There's a wound of lack, um, there's a wound of unworthiness. There's a wound of lack of empowerment. There's a wound of fear, right? There, we could go on and on, but essentially humanity shares in the same core wounds. Now, where your Chiron is placed is going to show you where your soul has experienced wounding in the physical lifetimes and maybe even in cosmic lifetimes, right? But there's a particular area where we have felt wounded and hurt and but we also have the medicine for that wound and so that's kind of the irony of of Chiron's mythology is that he was a healer who couldn't heal himself right and so I think when you look at your Chiron archetype and its house, you're going to see an irony <laughs> being presented to you. And that irony is going to present as this is going to be an area where you are naturally good at helping others. You naturally bring the medicine to others in that area, but we don't apply it to ourselves. It is where we have a blind spot, or better yet said, it is where we refuse to swallow our own medicine. And with Chiron, he is working purely in the subconscious realm, okay? So 
these wounds are often not obvious to us. This might not be a wound that is from this lifetime. So what I mean is, let's say, for instance, you had, I mean, you will see a theme in this lifetime, right? But what I'm saying is sometimes the wound is so subconscious that you can't really link it to anything in this life, although you may see some patterns that have emerged. But this is a cellular thing. This is your body's cellular memory that remembers certain past experiences. And so what happens is we typically don't become aware of the Chiron wound until it's triggered. And that is where <laughs> the, uh, the, the very rawness appears. Um, so for instance, let's say like right now we have Chiron and Aries in the skies, right? So collectively, we have been working through the subconscious wounds around self-empowerment, right? Because the shadow of Aries is war, violence, um, power over. It's very aggressive. It is very forceful. And so with the shadow of Aries, we often feel like we are helpless um, because the Aries energy can be so forceful. We often feel powerless to take action, to make change, because we feel like someone or something outside of us has this power over us, right? We also are, are facing this collective wound of fear because every archetype has a wound and a medicine. Everyone, right? And the wound of Aries in general is war and violence, abuse. And so collectively, we have experienced so much of that on the planet, right? And so we often act out of fear um, because either we are threatened with violence or with abuse or with retaliation. And so we kind of we retreat. We don't stand up for ourselves. We're not assertive because we're afraid of backlash. We, we act out of fear instead of taking bold action that shows that we have trust in ourselves, that we believe in ourselves. We take fear, I'm sorry, we take action out of fear because we don't really believe in ourselves. We don't really trust ourselves. And so we, we, we don't want to take a leap of faith because we don't trust that we're going to land on our feet. And so just the, as an example, collectively, that's what's happening with Chiron and Aries right now is he is bringing up the, the wounds, the cellular memories of war and abuse, right? Um, if we look at just what's happening on a global level right now, right? This is purging, quite literally, the cellular memory of war and violence and threats and powering over and aggressiveness, right? And, um, but the medicine always lies in the wound. And so the medicine 
of Chiron and Aries right now as this global transit is the more that we believe in ourselves, the more that we stand up for ourselves and the more assertive we are and we don't recoil out of fear and we don't um, allow ourselves to be put in a, in a state of hopelessness, helplessness, victimhood, right? And we actually stand very tall in our personal truth and in confidence and believing in ourselves. The more that we will heal this wound of abuse and violence and, and power over. And so it's always kind of a conundrum because we feel that in order to heal something. So again, I'm just going to use collectively the example right now. Right now, we also have the North Node in Aries, right? So collectively, we are also being geared towards this Aries energy while the wound is very raw and open in that, in that arena. And so what happens is like when we're facing this sort of uh, wound being triggered, we tend to want to go the opposite direction, in order to heal it. So as an example, with the Chiron and Aries, it is bringing up war again. Uh, if we look at Israel, Palestine, just uh, Ukraine, Russia, the, the, this is all um, interconnected, right? And, and this goes multidimensional into timelines and, and all different types of things. But just to make it simple, uh, Chiron has been in Aries since 2018. So this energy has been coming up for a while. But we tend to want to go in the opposite direction in order to heal the wound. And so a lot of people are wanting to run in the opposite direction, which is Libra, where the south node is transiting. Libra is all about peace, harmony, win-win situations for everybody, right? Libra is like, hey, let's have diplomacy. Let's, let's talk this out. Um, let's reach some sort of compromise, um, et cetera, et cetera. However, that's not where the medicine lies, okay? The medicine is never going to lie in the opposition, of the Chiron. And I think that that is where I'm going to differentiate for once. <laughs> um, in that, you know, when I'm talking about archetypes and I'm talking about these different aspects of self, there's the, something that I truly do believe in is that, you know, these archetypes are evolving, right? That's what I talk about a lot. These archetypes are changing and evolving. And as well as the zodiac signs, which are also archetypes. And so they're all coming into higher archetypes, to higher expressions. We are very much transcending the lower egoic human conditioning expression of these archetypes and going into a much higher, more aligned 5D expression. And so when I'm talking about things like the signs, I very much feel a lot of the signs are coming into more of a balance rather than so much polarity, because that's just naturally what's happening with evolution, right? We were kind of dissolving duality and polarity and coming into more of a oneness and into balance. So, you know, just another example as the Aries-Libra axis, Aries and Libra are coming into a balance with one another where they're actually more similar than different, 
right? And so if we wanted to heal an Aries archetype from its shadow, we really just need to incorporate its sister sign of Libra, right? Um, but with Chiron, I'm going to make the distinction that the medicine doesn't lie in the opposition archetype. It doesn't lie in the opposing energy. So the Chiron and Aries transit that we currently have globally, the medicine does not lie in Libra. It doesn't lie in peacemaking and diplomacy and making nice nice with everybody and just like creating harmony and peace for the sake of it. That won't heal the wound. The medicine is in the wound. Okay, so just follow me here. So the, the medicine of Chiron and Aries actually lies in embodying the higher traits of Aries, which is instead of going into the shadow state, which is like aggression and abuse and domination, we simply need to take those energies, alchemize them, and bring them into a higher state. That is the medicine, not going into the opposition or the, the opposing energy and thinking that that's going to that's gonna heal it. It's not going to heal it. So collectively, what we're being asked to do is not to just try to balance this all out with peace, love, harmony. That's all beautiful energy. But it ain't going to solve the Chiron debacle. Because what Chiron is really doing is saying, you got to dig deeper. Because what's, what happens is that if we try to heal the wound with the opposing energy, we miss the whole point, right? Because why, and, and, and in a way, it's because we're trying to avoid it. We're trying to put, a, here's a, here it just came to my vision. It's trying to put a Band-Aid on a bullet hole and that ain't gonna cut it so the bullet hole right now collectively is that we are afraid of empowerment we are afraid of that fiery warrior strength that Aries displays and so what we're trying to do collectively is like, oh, I want to run away from this wound because it's so painful and it's so raw. So I'm going to run to the opposing energy of Libra, which is peace, love, harmony, diplomacy. And I'm going to put that band-aid on the wound. It's never going to heal that wound. It will exacerbate it. What the medicine actually is, is going into that wound. Yes, it will be more painful. Yes, it will feel excruciating initially, but it will actually heal it, right? Like, you know, when you get like a cut on your finger or like, let's say you have a cut or something. And obviously, you know, sometimes the first thing we do is like, we put hydrogen peroxide on it to, um, to clean it out. That's very painful, right? It doesn't feel good, <laughs> but it goes into the wound to heal it versus if we have an open cut and we just put a Band-Aid on it, 
yeah, it might feel better because you're not touching it. You're not uh, poking it in any way, but it is not healing that wound. So when you look at your Chiron, again, this is a very subconscious cellular placement. I, I don't feel Chiron is one of those, because he's an asteroid and we now have a lot of other asteroids or what they now call dwarf planets, which I already went on my rant about dwarf planets with Pluto, but it, it's this whole other sector of archetypes, right? They're not major planets, so they're not the main energies that we're working with, but asteroids and dwarf planets bring us to deeper, more multidimensional aspects that really transcend the human self. And so as we move along in our ascension, these asteroids and dwarf planets will become archetypes that we start to incorporate because they represent a more vast, multidimensional aspect of humanity, but we're not really there yet. So Chiron is really the only asteroid that as astrologers, we work with deeply. There, Like I said, there's plenty of other asteroids and other dwarf planets, and I think they're really interesting to dive into because those archetypes are starting to come into the consciousness but we're not there yet. I think we need to tackle the Chiron <laughs> before we, you know, first things first. And so this is a real cellular process. And so I don't feel like Chiron is one of those placements that you can really work with directly. You almost just have to let the process happen naturally and organically. Um, it's about purging. But what I do want you guys to feel into is when you look at your Chiron placement, the, the sign that it's in and the house that it's in, that is going to tell you where the rawest, deepest wound of yours lies. And, and the key with it is not to go to the opposing sister sign and the opposing house and try to integrate that. I do recommend that for the other... Um, archetypes specifically the big five like if we look at the big five the sun moon mercury venus and mars a lot of the shadow states of those which are very prevalent because those are the aspects that are in our daily life all the time like the main parts of our blueprint we can look at the sister signs of each of those and and come into harmony a little bit more it helps like round us out right and kind of um, balance us, but Chiron's really not that way. So like, for example, my Chiron is in cancer in the 10th house. So, um, <laughs> what I, what I'm not going to do is look to my Capricorn fourth house and say, oh, well, if I balance this out and I integrate this Capricorn and fourth house energy to the Chiron, I'll find some sort of healing. It's actually not that at all. It's that I actually just have to like deeply surrender and embrace the rawness of that Chiron and Cancer in the 10th house, which, you know, Chiron and Cancer is a mother wound. It's, it's a deep lack of nurturing, um, self-nurturing <laughs> and a deep like lack of receiving nurturing right from the outside. And because it's in the 10th house, it's associated with the father archetype and it's associated with accomplishments and feeling like you have accomplished something, like you've reached your full potential. You feel some sort of 
success in the world. And so I think that my personal wound around that is is me not nurturing myself and and sometimes seeking this sort of sense of validation and success from the outside world that I'm never going to get, right? Just naturally because the the wound won't allow me to, but I'm really good at nurturing other people's dreams and other people's successes and rooting for them and like making them feel really good about their accomplishments, but I can't give that to myself in many ways. And so I can't go to the opposite house and sign and and try to fix it there. I simply have to keep allowing the wound to expose itself where it is. And ultimately, I feel it's about finding, finding what's been hidden, if that makes sense to you guys. It's like finding what has been hidden there all along that maybe you haven't been able to see but then you finally see it. And so just as an example, I think like I just use myself as an example, like the Chiron um, in Cancer in the 10th, it's about like finding what makes me feel nourished on a soul level and gauging my accomplishments off of how much my heart feels fulfilled, how how much nurturing I can give myself and how much I have been able to nurture what I've wanted to create and what I've wanted to accomplish and really gauging it off of that. So that's just one example. I mean, you'll have to play around for you guys when you look at your this specific Chiron placement. Play around with like, what's the archetype? What's the house? And ultimately what I think is that there's a blind spot somewhere with Chiron. It's like we can see it in others and we're really, really good at delivering that medicine to others, but not to the self because there's some sort of blind spot. There's some sort of very obvious thing that would provide the healing, but for whatever reason, we either don't see it, we reject it, um, and we're blind to it, right? And so I think and and the and the beauty of this is that the more that we utilize the medicine to help others we discover the part of us that's really in need of that same medicine right and when we finally take the medicine you know it's kind of like <laughs> let's say you you know people in you know have had have been sick for a while right or like maybe they've had a cold for a couple of days and they just refuse to take anything they refuse to help themselves in any way um you you probably know these people right i know a few of them who like they're like yeah i'm not taking uh any orange juice vitamin c i'm not going to go sit out in the sun like the things that would actually help them feel better right moving the body, drinking water, like (laughs) they don't want to do any of those things. They're like, no, I'll just suffer through it. Right. But when somebody else is sick, they are the best caretaker. They're giving them everything that they need, but for themselves, they refuse to do it or they won't do it. And that is how deep the wound is. And and because often I think with Chiron, we are waiting for someone else to give us the medicine And it's really ourselves. It's really, really ourselves. And so the moment that we're actually like, you know what? I'm going to give myself the same medicine 
that I provide to others, all of a sudden we become the best healer you could imagine. The gift is unraveled. The gift that we couldn't see, (laughs) that we were blind to, all of a sudden becomes the most obvious innate thing possible. And again, this is a cellular process. It happens over time. But especially if there's any major transits happening with your Chiron, right? And I'm not talking like sun, moon, mercury, those shifts so often. I would say maybe a Venus-Mars transit. If it's interacting with your Chiron, I would especially say if there's a Jupiter-Saturn transit, you want to look at that. And of course, a Uranus-Neptune-Pluto transit with your Chiron, that's going to be a really long-term kind of activation. But look at where your Chiron is, get familiar with it. And you know what? The best thing to do is just feel into it. Ask, ask your Chiron to show you what is my blind spot? What is the medicine that I so freely give to others, but cannot or will not give to myself? And I think that this is the ultimate healing. It's the ultimate self-love that we find within that Chiron. So um, I love you guys, and I'll be back soon, I'm sure, with uh, some more archetypal updates.